0: Welcome to North Play Baptist Church, I'm Pastor Brad and uh, we are continuing in our devotional series of Reading Through the Bible in a Year and today we will uh, complete uh, 1 Kings with the last uh, two chapters, 21 and 22, and then we will begin uh, the book of 2 Kings by taking a look at the first two chapters. So uh, as 1 Kings 21 closes out, chapter 21 opens with King Ahab desiring a vineyard of Naboth, uh, a Jezreelite. Who owned a vineyard next to the king's palace, King Ahab offers to purchase the vineyard from Naboth. But Naboth denies the king's request, saying, Yahweh forbid me that I should give you the inheritance of my fathers, which is found in verse 2 of chapter 21. This enraged the king. Seeing this, the king's wife Jezebel devises a scheme to bear false witness against Naboth and have him executed for cursing God and the king. Naboth is killed, Yahweh then condemns both King Ahab and his wife Jezebel. Ahab humbles himself, staying the hand of Yahweh, uh, Yahweh's immediate condemnation of Ahab, saying, because he has humbled himself before me, I will not bring the evil in his days, but I will bring evil upon his house in his son's days, and that is found in verse 29 of chapter 21. Moving along to chapter 22, opens with King Ahab of Israel, and Jehoshaphat, king of Judah, joining forces against the Syrians at Ramoth-Gilead. Ahab's prophets give the king a favorable report concerning their success. Uh, In the coming battle, God sovereignly uses the false prophets of Ahab to give him a false sense of security. In an attempt at deception, Ahab disguises himself in the battle. The king of Syria told his 32 commanders not to fight with small or large but against the king of Israel alone. When the commanders see Ahab's deception, they turn back from pursuing him. Verse 34 says, Now a certain man drew his bow at random and struck the king of Israel in a joint of the armor. This proved to be a fatal wound for Ahab. Chapter 22 closes with Ahab's son Ahaziah taking his father's place as king of Israel. We open and we uh, begin, now in chapter 1 of 2 Kings, we read of Ahaziah, king of Israel, falling through the lattice in his upper chamber and becoming, and becoming ill. He sends messengers to inquire of Beelzebub, the god of Ekron, if he will die from this sickness. So God sends Elijah, the king, to Ahaziah, asking him, is it because there is no God in Israel that you are going to inquire of Beelzebub, the, king, the God of Ekron? God, speaking through his prophet Elijah, tells him that he will not get up from his bed, but that he will surely die. Ahaziah messengers also bring the kings the same report. Three times Ahaziah sends commanders to Elijah asking him to come down to the king. On two occasions, fire from heaven comes down and consumes them all. The third time, they humbled themselves before Elijah and they were spared and Elijah came down to the king and delivered the same report to Ahaziah that he shall surely die. Now Jehoram uh, replaces Ahaziah as king of Israel. And this morning as we begin chapter two, we're going to take a look at the first six verses of chapter two and as well uh, verse 11. And we read, now it happened when Yahweh was about to take up Elijah by a whirlwind to heaven that Elijah went with Elijah Elijah went with Elisha from Gilgal. And Elijah said to Elisha, "Stay here please for Yahweh has sent me as far as Bethel." But Elisha said, "As Yahweh lives and as your soul lives, I will not forsake you." So they went down to Bethel. The sons of the prophets who were at Bethel came out to Elisha and said to him, Do you know that Yahweh will take away your master from over you today? And he said, Yes, I know. Be silent. And Elijah said to him, Elijah, please stay here, for Yahweh has sent me to Jericho. But he said, As Yahweh lives and as your soul lives, I will not forsake you. So they came to Jericho. Then the sons of the prophets who were at Jericho approached Elisha and said to him, Do you know that Yahweh will take away your master from over you today? And he answered, Yes, I know. Be silent. Then Elijah said to him, Please stay here, for Yahweh has sent me to the Jordan. And he said, As Yahweh lives and as your soul lives, I will not forsake you. So the two of them went on. And we skip down to verse 11. As they were going along and talking, behold, there appeared a chariot of fire and horses of fire, and it separated the two of them. And Elijah went up by a whirlwind to heaven. Uh, Here we get clear allusions. um, I believe... uh, As I read this, I was reminded in the exchange between Elijah and Elisha was very similar to Elijah's commissioning of Elisha and Jesus' commissioning of Peter uh, that we read in John where he asks Peter three times, Do you love me? As he commissions Peter to lead the disciples. Here Elijah is commissioning Elisha to take his place as prophet. And in a very clear uh, picture of Christ with Elijah, the great prophet of Israel, uh, Elijah is the second person we read in Scripture that does not die but is taken. And, uh, and in here we see that he was taken to heaven in very much the same way that uh, among uh, commissioning Peter, uh, the Lord Jesus soon later um, ascends to heaven where he is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. So Again, we we try to look as we read through this um, <clears throat> the uh, historical narrative of of the Bible. We <clears throat> look for gospel allusions and allusions to Christ, and I believe Elijah uh, is as clear an allusion to um, to Jesus as the perfect prophet. This great prophet Elijah uh, uh, prefigures the perfect prophet that is Jesus Christ. So. Uh, as we continue to take a look at, the, um, at this history of the nation of Israel uh, as the kingdom has been divided, uh, we will continue to look uh, for allusions and, and pictures of the gospel in our Lord Jesus Christ.